Hey there, welcome back to The Process. This is Nick Veronica. Charlie and I are getting you ready for the NFL Draft this week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Who are the Bills taking? How are they going to attack this week? Uh, previewing all that and more right here. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, Ethos Performance Rehab. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Process Podcast. I'm Charlie, best friend, co-host. Nick Veronica is on the other side today. Uh, we are going to talk NFL draft. We are a couple days away from the draft. Uh, kind of continues to be an exciting time for Buffalo. What are they going to decide to do? Where is the roster currently and where can they possibly make a splash somewhere in the draft? Uh, before we get started, Nick, I got to ask, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. You know, I went to uh, the Buffalo Bandits game the other day and it Great atmosphere, I gotta tell you that you know it was it was you know big game against Toronto, big rival. Um, people were into this the entire time. I literally turned to my brother at one point and I said, "Why aren't Sabres games this fun?" Uh, everyone, you know, every, they had their chance. Every everyone seemingly knows what to do. They understood all the rules. They were into the game, um, and, and you know, I get that they can play music during the play, and they have the, the announcer who can talk during the game get all that stuff uh honestly i was surprised with with the dedication to it so i i know from having you know seen some of the the web traffic numbers and even back at at the buffalo news like the 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 clicks and the interest in like bandits news is not really there but they do have a passionate fan base that goes to games and i think it's impressive that community that they built so it's been a while since i've been to a bandits game but uh, i was impressed i would go again so it wasn't your first bandits game then no like third Okay. I went to a couple when I lived in Buffalo. Uh, actually, one time when I was coming up for a job interview, uh, I convinced my entire, like, all my cousins and stuff. I'm like, let's go to a Bandits game. I'm like, why? I'm like, there's so much fun. And sure enough, we, we had an absolute blast. But you're absolutely right. Like, the fans all seem to know what they're doing. Like, we know all the rules. They're just, they're fun games to be at. And, and they're in front of 16,000 fans almost every single game. Not bad. You know? Um, by the way, number one seed in the East in the uh, National Lacrosse League playoffs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. They locked it up last night. They locked it up last night. We'll see what happens um, this year because you know they made it to the finals last year and lost and blew it. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, were, yeah, they, they, they won game one of the finals, then lost two and three to lose the series. But uh, they will finally bring one home. Yeah. For both all right, so know, anyway, that's how I'm doing in the Charlie. past, but we can we can use another one. <laughs> that's how I'm doing, Charlie. We're here to talk about the draft. I gotta tell you before we get like rank rank your favorite seasons for me, okay? Like real and made up. Draft season ranks where for you? I mean, definitely not towards the top. You know, maybe middle to bottom. Like you know, draft season gets obnoxious because everyone and you know, I think we could uh, you know consider us included in that list. Feels like there's some form of an expert in drafting and. You know, you, you you're on the old uh, on the old bird app here, and everyone is is constantly tweeting out, "Oh, here's my mock draft. Here's my mock draft. Here's my mock draft." After a while, all the mock drafts just look the same. Um, you know, so it's definitely not my favorite season. I mean, it's definitely not my least favorite season, but it's definitely down there. That that's a good take. That's why we're best friends. I agree with with uh, pretty much everything you just said there. Everyone's, you know, people getting these weird, just weird arguments over like which prospect they think translates the best who's 
you know, high ball, high, high point ability is going to be best for this quarterback. I'm like, guys, you have much less idea than we seem to think. Um, I love the draft itself as a day, as a week. Um, I think it's cool that you finally, you know, you get to see all these teams all year, all these coaches, all this coach speak, all the GMs just, just saying things that don't mean anything. This is when they finally put their cards on the table and you get to see it. Uh, I was a little, just like a little sad that uh, Tremaine Edmonds signed for so much money that the bills couldn't possibly match. Cause I kind of wanted to see what they really felt. You know, if, if Tremaine mm-hmm. Edmonds got 18 million happy for him, no problems uh, with the bills, not matching that, that was way out of their price range. But you know, if, if he got offered 12, do the bills match 12? I mean, you th- then you'd really get to know like what they thought of them. And, you know, you'd really have to put their cards on the table. But uh, I don't know. We'll see at the draft. Uh, you know, they've, they've said all the right things. You know, they believe every single person they got asked about. I think before, before uh, you know, leading up here, they said that they still believe in, even even their right tackle, Spencer Brown, they still believe in Spencer Brown. Uh, the only guy that they didn't really come out and say that was Isaiah McKenzie, who got cut like two days later. So mm-hmm. uh, the cards have to come out this week, and we'll see, we'll see how they feel. So it's a, fun, it's a fun time once it actually gets here. Yeah, and you know what? I think you're hearing a lot of right now, you know, people saying that the Bills could take best player available. But, Nick, looking at the roster, I don't feel that way. How about you? Man, that's such a throwaway phrase to me. Best player. Okay, you know, if, if if you thought there was some great quarterback, like you don't need a quarterback. You don't need a left tackle. You don't, you know, there, there's things that you need and things that you don't. And sometimes one is, is fine. You just have to look at your roster, okay? If, you know, would the Bills take another cornerback? No. Not in the first round because they have way bigger needs, and that guy like probably wouldn't see the field right away. So, uh, to, I hate when people say like, "But what, what are they going to say?" You know that that gives them the cover when they do draft someone at a position that they already have some people at. They can say, "Well, he was just high on our board. It's not personal to you." At I don't know. I hate when they say that. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely say there's definitely positions that I would expect them not to take a player at. Um, but there's definitely some positions that I still feel like are glaring holes on this team and and need to be addressed somehow, some way, whether it's through a trade at the draft or by drafting a young prospect. Yeah, so the, the trade part is interesting. Uh, the the DeAndre Hopkins social media uh, clues and the, you know our, our our sleuths out there trying to trying to connect dots out there. It's interesting mm-hmm. to me. Could they make a big deal? They have to open up some cap space for it. And a move that big, I mean, you're almost talking about Ed Oliver probably has to be part of the deal. But then, you know, D-tackle is probably a need already. Um, so do you really want to lose another guy when right behind him, you know, if we talk about let's, you know, let's set the scene here before we talk about the real, like setting the scene before, you know, if they roll the balls out there right now, they don't know who's playing middle linebacker. Jermaine Edmonds is, no. is gone. So uh, do, do you really want to put yourself in a spot to make more holes for yourself um i i i don't know we're, we're gonna find out i'm interested to see how it goes you, you know what if you know is there gonna be a top receiver left when they come up is there not i don't know charlie i want to hear before we get into this like set set the scene for me in your view of the bills offseason of how the roster looks of you know what we we learned last year about their holes and, and just kind of let, let's set the scene before we we get into actual prospect talk yeah so i mean i think first and foremost like, with or without Ed Oliver on this team, I think a defensive tackle is a need in this draft at some point. I feel like that is still a hole, and it's something that I'd like to see them address, you know, second, third round. 
but I still feel like there's still some some hole there, right? And if you and if that Oliver leaves at the end of the year, you're going to have a much larger hole at that position that you're going to need to fill. So I'd like to see them address that fairly early on in the draft. Um, another big position for me, Nick, and it's something that you and I have talked about, is that wide receiver two spot. Now maybe they do make that trade for De- for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they go out and you know they sit at twenty seven and there's some some young, uh, you know, good wide receivers there. We'll see, but you know, t- receivers another very big hole, and and I think really anything on the offensive line, uh, you know, is something else, and and definitely something that I feel like needs to just continue to be addressed. Uh, you know, draft draft in draft out. To me, I feel like drafting an offensive lineman at any point is always a good pick, right? You can never have too many quality offensive linemen. Yeah. So they did, the bills have addressed some offensive line this off season and the way, at least I'm looking at it. I think the four, the first four spots left to right are pretty set, at least heading into, into camp left tackle. We know Dawkins is still left tackle. Left guard, I think they they really like Connor McGovern, who they signed from Dallas. Center, they still got Mitch Morris. Right guard, I think they're still okay with Ryan Bates. Right tackle is where we have questions. Spencer Brown, how much was the injury affecting him? How much is he just not developing? I don't know. They also re-signed David Quisenberry. Wasn't super last year either. Do they really believe in Spencer Brown? Are they willing to let him have another chance at it? Um, I, you know, if you tell me that, that just contract wise, salary cap wise, they need to try to make some of these draft picks hit a little bit. I would, I would hear you. And then, you know, you kind of want to just dream a little bit. What if they had five solid offensive linemen? How great would that be for Josh Allen? How great would that be for the running game? How great would that be for the offense? And yes, they did. You know, they were top team in scoring last year with, with the problems that they had. It just looked difficult sometimes though like they would make some amazing plays and it was it was just a lot of a lot of struggle and they would you know you'd be like you'd be so frustrated and look up and they had 30 points and you'd be like damn we used to feel this way when they were struggling to get 13 let alone 30 so i don't know offensive line if you're looking at that to me it's right tackle mm-hmm. Charlie, I would say so. yeah so the defensive line the only the only players on the entire defensive line they have under contract next year Bob Miller, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham. That's it. They need some, some people on there. I still think they should extend Tim Settle. Um, I'm sorry, not Tim Settle, Daquan Jones. They should extend mm-hmm. Daquan Jones. Tim Settle, I think, is still, still a bubble guy for me. But there's nobody even to push anybody out right now. Like They need – There's no competition at that position. Yeah. So I'm interested. To, to me still, wide receiver, if they had a game tomorrow – they have five NFL caliber wide receivers to put on the field. If you think that they, they could do better than what they got, not disagreeing with you at all, but they have dudes on the roster at least. Uh, linebacker to me, is just, just a gaping, screaming hole. What are we doing at linebacker? So are they going to address that in the draft? Are they going to try to say, hey, Terrell Dodson, Terrell Bernard, Phelan Spector, what can you do for us? I don't know. I kind of like in the. I'm I'm a little worried almost that Terrell Bernard is like they're they think this is like some secret weapon since he was kind of banged up last year. They got a steal last year, maybe. I don't know. You know if you, you know. I know the best player available. Mm-hmm. How, how do you knock a linebacker? Let me let me throw this idea out to you. You know they did sign another safety and and Taylor Rapp, who 
really was being talked about as a guy to come in and take over for Jordan Porter if Jordan Porter was to leave. So Buffalo still was able to go and get him later on in the free agency. And got a him great price too. Yeah, a very good price, right? And and to me, that contract that he has is more or less a hey, here's the money that we have right now. You come in, learn the offense, or I'm sorry, learn the defense, and. Next year, when we cut Jordan Porter, because let's be honest, the way Jordan Porter's contract is set up, it's perfect for a one-year deal, right? When we cut Jordan Porter, he's going to move over into that role and take over for Jordan Porter. But right now, you have three starting caliber safeties. I don't know how you keep all, you know, one of those three off the field at any point. Do you maybe run some kind of offense? I know I, I've seen ideas thrown around where rap is kind of like that you know, third safety slash middle linebacker type of player out there. Uh, that's an interesting thought that I hadn't, uh, hadn't thought about putting all three of them out there on the field. Cause that is interesting. Taylor Rapp starter on the Super Bowl champion Rams team. Um, huh. I think it's that's considered called like a big nickel or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Like- okay. So that, that was where I was going to take this here. Cause you said middle linebacker filling with a safety there is kind of would be nuts to me or at least very unusual I, you know i'm not gonna say you know i watched the film and i think he can i don't know uh they do like to do that as a big you know quote unquote big nickel so it would be taking the third linebacker off the field playing with five defensive backs and having a bigger guy be the nickel basically against teams where they have like a big physical tight end and you kind of need somebody to match up against them physically that's not a bad thought that I hadn't really considered. Uh, and I do like that a lot. They do seem to like Sarah Neal doing that, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, do you roll out something unique? Do you put, do you go basically with, with just one linebacker on the field and have, and have in some, you know, in obvious passing situations, maybe two, two of those on the field. I don't know. The bills could try something new. Um, listen, that Taylor, the rap saying, I love that saying. Like very inexpensive contract. You talk about some of these, you know, I really like to say big baller beans gonna go swing for the fences here. To me, this that was a big baller bean deal. Getting a starting caliber guy on a backup salary. That was a great thing. And he's probably, yeah, I would say he's an extension candidate next season, probably gonna make more money. Absolutely. I mean, I think he fits in perfectly to what they want to do here. Um you know, in in the future, right? Whether it's with or you know, with or without Jordan Porter, it's yet to be seen. Um, but I really think that they're going to be able uh, to use him in a lot of different ways this year, especially with Sean McDermott running that defense. I think we're going to see, you know, maybe some stuff that we haven't seen before in the past with Leslie Frazier. Even though, you know, I know a lot of us think that uh, Sean McDermott was the one who did, you know, design that defense and all that. Leslie Frazier was just there calling the plays. But I'm expecting a lot of a lot different uh, type of defense out there with Sean McDermott running, running the show there. Really, that's interesting to me. I, I'm I'm not really sure what to expect there. I was kind of assuming it would just be mostly the same. I, I don't think it's going to be the same, right? Because I feel like if you're going to do the same, um, you know, you find. Well, I mean, not literally the same, but like almost the same. You know, instead, you know, it's like a just a different shade of the same color. No, I'm expecting um, a lot more. Uh, I, I'm expecting us to see a lot of different things that we have not seen before. Like what? You know, like for example, I think three safeties on the field. <laughs> okay, I, I, okay. I really, 
I really think that's something that you're going to see a lot of, especially in passing downs, right? Um, you know, you, you don't have that help from a speedy linebacker there in the middle anymore in, in Tremaine Edmonds. You know, yes, sure, you still have Matt Milano, and you just signed A.J. Klein, who is, you know, we know my feelings on A.J. Klein on this podcast. But I just really think that if they are going to, um, you know, do anything and flash anything different, it's going to be that three safety look, which has been something that they've shown a lot of, or other teams have shown shown some of in the past that has seemed to work. Look, you you don't you got to remember, right? You're you're going in and playing teams now like the Jets and the Dolphins, who have some very very good receivers on their team. You're going to have to find ways to you know keep your talented players on the field, and if you got to run a three safety look to keep your talented three safeties on the field, then you find a way to do it. And I think Sean McDermott's going to have a way to do it. Okay, that's fair. Um, offense. So we, we've talked about receiver a little bit. Any other offensive positions we're looking at here? So, I mean, right tackle we mentioned. Do you think maybe not for round one, but in the course of the draft, tight end, is that a need for you? Running back, does that still need for you? Anywhere tight else? Tight still like- need. Tight end's definitely need. You know, sorry to cut you off. I know you mentioned tight no, end. Yes, no, tight end. I, was, I was done. Tight end to me is a need. (laughs) We're not Um, talking about fullbacks here. (laughs) Yeah, right. Maybe not in, you know, round one, two, or three. Maybe maybe day three, take take a tight end, right? Because you still got Dawson Knox. And I think Quentin Morris showed some promise last year. But look, if if there's there's some guys on there, I know we're not talking about prospects right now, but there's some tight ends on there that I could see Buffalo maybe taking a chance on at at the tight end position, uh, you know, if they're there in in maybe later in round three or, or early in round four. Do you think that's a possible round one selection? No, it better not be. If they draft the tight end in round one, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm just throwing it out there. We uh, News 4 had, had the, the mock draft special recently, and that was everybody on the show like you know makes your picks in the draft as if you were those teams, and then you get to the Bills, and everybody makes the Bills pick. And given that the top four receivers were already off the board, uh, two people did go tight end. There's two tight ends that I would take with the first round pick. One of which is Dalton Kincaid, who I think is the best tight end in in the draft. I know we're not talking prospects, but I at least got to mention them. I think Dalton Kincaid would be number one. And to me, number two is Darnell Washington, who can also probably be a second round pick, but I don't know if I'm going to spend my late first round pick on him. Now, if Buffalo trades back it back to the second round and Mm -hmm. skips a first round pick altogether, gains some draft picks, moves back then I'm fine with them taking uh, Darnell Washington as their first pick in the draft in general. All right. Well, listen, just so I throw it out there so we don't get to, you know, day one of the draft and our podcast listeners say, wow, you didn't even mention the name of the Bills first round pick. Um, the sh- in, in the show, Dalton Kincaid was already gone and they gave Michael Mayer from Notre Dame to the Bills. That was two different people out of six did that. And just, I, I hear you huffing already. I'm just throwing it out there according to the athletics draft guide. Uh, and by the way, if you hear us mention any prospects rankings on this episode, it's, it's coming from the athletic Michael Mayer is their number one tight end. I do see that. I'm, I'm actually looking at tight ends right now. Yeah, I see that, you know, Dalton Kincaid's number two, Darnell Washington is number four. Um, I still think Dalton Kincaid is, is the best tight end in this draft. Um, but yeah, you know. I, I, w- I will say I am a little surprised just, uh, you know, we're, we're using the athletics here, but many places that I've seen have had Kincaid ahead of Mayer. And I don't hate Mayer, but I don't know if my, the big thing, the big reason why I like Darnell Washington is he's a big boy. You know, he's fast. He's six, five, six, six and a half. 
six six or two sixty four. Like he can run block. He's got the speed. He can catch and he ran the ball. a four six. Yes, he ran a four six. Like hello, sign me up for that all day. You know, in round two three, like maybe we're talking there. So t- tight end is interesting for the Bills because you know, it, let's say let's say that. Maybe they like a receiver in the first round, but they're not on the board when the Bills come up. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about the offense, like could they use an improvement there? Like, yeah, they definitely could. Does it have to be a wide receiver? Does it just have to be a pass catcher? If they had a great tight end that they could throw to a bunch, that would accomplish most of the goal that they need, right? I mean, I think so. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Truthfully, I think what they do at receiver all depends on what their plan is with DeAndre Hopkins. Because I feel like if you're going to make a move for DeAndre Hopkins, it happens this weekend. It would have to happen this weekend, yeah. I mean, I, I or else, would. Or else it's not going to happen, right? I, I, I think that that's fair. Whether it's DeAndre Hopkins, whether it's Jerry Judy, whoever it might be, whatever their plan is at that position, I feel like we'll know. I also feel like if they're sitting there at 27, which, by the way, I don't expect them to do, but if they're sitting there at 27 and they take a wide receiver – then we'll know right away exactly what their thoughts are on every other position. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I'm with you, right. It doesn't need to be a, a, uh, a wide receiver that's giving Josh Allen all of his, all of his help. Right. Perfect example. Look at how many touchdowns uh, Phillip rivers and Antonio Gates had in San Diego for all those years. Look at Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. You know, I mean, you don't just yeah. There, there's a tight end who's a first round fantasy pick every year for the Chiefs, who's yeah. phenomenal. Another guy, Travis Kelsey. They trade away yeah. Tyree Kill because they had that guy. Like if the Bills had anyone close to that, like you know, they need they need to improve their pass catchers. For the record, it doesn't necessarily have to be a wide receiver. They like Dawson Knox. They gave him the extension. He's still not. I mean, I mean, what top Dawson Knox is a top what tight end in the NFL? Or even in maybe more important to this 15, conversation, top fifteen. Okay, if you're in a twelve-team fantasy league, is Dawson Knox a starter? Yes. Is he's he's going to be the top what tight end in fantasy? I'd say top twelve. I, I would I would kind of draw that. Yeah. Line okay. There. So so like fringe fantasy starter. Right. All right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that feels about right, but. Uh, can you do better than that? Yeah, obviously. So I don't know. I th- I still think there's room to improve. Uh, you know, if, if we're talking about that, that, there could be times where they need more safeties on, on defense. Maybe that means other teams are also like stacking up at the tight end across the league and that, that's difficult to cover. So maybe the Bills offense would try that out too. I don't know. They haven't had a great tight end almost ever. They've had flashes of good tight end play, but... I haven't had a great tight end since Jay Reamers, though. <laughs> well, you know, I was, you know, Scott Chandler had his flashes. Dawson Knox has had his flashes. Jay was Jay Reamers, more like top of the league. I don't know. I just always loved the name Jay Reamers, man. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of, that's kind of my point, but I don't know. I think they got bigger needs than this. I, I just want to throw it out there. I don't want people saying, wow, this is the process. They didn't even say the guy's name. So we're mentioning tight end. I don't think they're going tight end. They're definitely running back. Listen, Bijan, um, Charlie, how do you say this guy's name? I mispronounce it every Bijan, time. Bijan, Bijan Robinson, who, by the way, if he is sitting there at 27, take him. Uh, he will not be sitting there. That's why I don't think that we need to talk about this. I think he might be. 
All right, listen. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. ESPN uh, Sports Analytics has this draft profile thing, and it, they have uh, you know chance the players taken by X pick. Um, Twenty seven is not even on the graph of when this guy could be could be left. They they have about fifty percent chance he goes in like the top 13, 14 picks. Okay, so, well, well, you got to remember though, we're in a different world now. I, I think like ESPN Analytics has accounted for that. But, but but teams don't like to take running backs early on anymore in the draft. We're past that. You know, and I understand he's a special talent there at running back, but we're way past that. Teams don't like CJ Spiller, perfect example. Buffalo took CJ Spiller early on in the draft. What happened to CJ Spiller? Reggie Bush. That was like a totally different era. Right, but I'm saying like, and that was the last. I feel like that was the last era where you could really say, "Look, I'm going to value a running back early in the draft." Do I want to see Buffalo waste their first round pick on a running back? No. Do I want to see Buffalo waste their first round pick on Bijan Robinson? Yes. Because he is yeah. he's going to be okay. that good, right? Yeah. Listen, if he's if he's left, yeah, he would be the only running back where to, he's supposed to be very very good. If this, Let me guy, throw a scenario if this guy's out for still on the board at 20, I will be shocked. Let me throw a scenario out for you real quick. I believe the Giants draft at 25. Yeah, they're coming up right just before the Bills at 27. Right. So the Giants draft right before Buffalo, I believe right after the Giants or shortly after the Giants, are the Dallas Cowboys. If I'm no, If I'm knowing that the Dallas Cowboys really, really like B. John Robinson, and he's sitting there right at 25, and I'm the Giants, I'm calling Buffalo and saying, hey, do you want to trade up to 25 if you're taking Robinson and kind of block the Cowboys from taking it? Maybe I'm overthinking how this will work, but I don't want to see B. John Robinson in my, in my division. If I can stop that from happening, I'm making a move, moving down two picks, moving someone up to come up and take, you know, that stud of a running back that he is. That's interesting. I mean, I, I my opinion is he's going to be gone before that, so it's not really a concern. Would it be sick if the Bills added him? Yeah. If, if for some reason he is left there, I think that they would have to lean to him. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to be worth worrying about. But even though they did, they did seem to address this position already. Damian Harris is here. James Cook is here. Naheem Hines is back. Reggie Gilliam still here as a fullback. I, they have enough bodies here. They have a training camp body. They'll have another veteran maybe. They don't need to do this, but if he's there, I, I, I'm actually in for it here. I'm usually against running back first round. 27, fine. I'm telling you, we're not going to have to worry about it. Let me – and you might be right, right? I think me, I'm starting to see more and more mock drafts that are, you know, as I'm looking while we're talking, starting to see more and more mock drafts that have him going in the top 10. Um, you know, I, but I've seen a few still have him going down to 27 or Buffalo making a move up to get him at some point in the draft. Ooh, if he's trading up for a running back is so that that was going to be my next question to you. Buffalo trades up for a running back. What are your, what, what is your reaction if Buffalo wow. trades up to and drafts Bijan Robinson? All right. So let's say they would have to move up from 20 to let's say, let's say like 22. We'll just split the difference. Right. Okay. I mean, to, to move up, I don't know, five picks, seven picks. You know, I'll give, yeah. I'll, I'll give you this. They're moving up from twenty-seven to twenty. Okay, I mean, so 
move, you know, might not sound like a lot, but that's a sizable jump. What I mean, what do they have to give up to to do that? They already only have six picks as it is. I don't know. Trading up for a non-position of need, really, is it? I don't know. Some people would say it's fine. It's worth it. You know, I just talked about, you know, need a receiver. You need a pass catcher. Maybe this guy's the pass catcher. I don't know. I guess he you is. have to see the return. I mean, so, I mean, what, what are they? They're trading what? They're also would send their third to move up from, from 27 to 20. I mean, they're fourth. I mean, I think I you're going to have to have to send maybe a first round next year or 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 at Oliver. At Oliver and your 27th to move up seven spots for a non position need. I'm I'm voting down on that one, but it's it's not the worst thing ever, but it's not good. I mean, and and knowing Brandon Bean, you know, Brandon Bean does like to move up, and he was quoted this week. If I was in Vegas putting money down, if we were going to do anything, it would be more likely to go back than go up. Said Brandon Bean at his press conference this week. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, I, I could agree with that as well. I could see them moving back other than up. But, however, I feel like uh, he was also quoted this week saying that uh, – uh, where is it? Well, okay, so back to the defensive tackle real quick. He, uh, one position we don't have a lot of feature in is defensive tackle, mostly all one-year deals. He's not wrong there, right? I think it's a position that they need. Um, but he also mentioned that they don't have a lot of um, – number one or I'm sorry. They don't have a lot of round one grades on a lot of players in this draft. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if one of their guys is sitting there, I feel like we had that every year too, but I feel like if you have one of your guys sitting there at 20 or so, you're making them move up for that guy. If, if it is your last guy with your, with your round one, pick, or you try right? to move back and say, let's just, you know, we may have more second round. It sounds like you have more second round grades than maybe try to pick up an extra pick later on. I see a lot of mock drafts, especially the NFL network guys have Buffalo trading up for wide receivers. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that a little bit. That sounds more likely. I mean, listen, that to me is like pretty close to drafting CJ Spiller when you already had Fred Jackson and Marshall Lynch. I don't know. Anyway, receivers. Uh four ish receivers kind of have a first round grade. Um, is that kind of that's kind of what, what you're saying? I'm going to imagine. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, the Bills, you know, if you're hoping for a receiver, you are Jackson, Jackson Smith, and Jeebus, he's going to be gone. You're kind of hoping one of Zay Flowers, Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison is left at 27. And the, the deeper we get into it, it seems like Zay Flowers probably not going to be left either. So, it's really is Mm-mm. starting to, Mm-mm. I mean, and he could be, but least likely. You're hoping one of Quinton Johnson or Jordan Addison is left when the Bills come up at 27. If one of those far away from Quinton Johnson. Interesting. Tell me about that. I'm not a fan of his. I don't think his route running is crisp. I don't feel like he's an upgrade at the wide receiver two position. There's a name that you left off this list, Nick, that I think would be a perfect fit in this Buffalo Bills. Oh, these are these are the top four that uh, you're seeing pretty much, pretty much everywhere. All right, so. I have we, one. We are we're, we're using the athletics board yes. here. They have their third receiver. We did not mention. Go for it, Charlie. There, there you go. That is who I'm talking about. 
Jalen Hyatt. I think he fits into this Buffalo Bills offense perfectly. He runs a four four. He's able to take the, uh, you know, take that top off for Josh Allen, who we know has a rocket arm. Can you imagine him throwing the ball to a guy who runs a four four? You know, he's a little shorter. He's he's only about six feet tall. But I mean, it's not terribly short. Zay Flowers is five nine. I mean, you look at the other guys ahead of him, right? You got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's you know six feet. Jordan Addison's only 5'11", you know, even Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson's 6'2", right? If I'm Brandon Bean and I am sitting there, I feel like everyone is forgetting about Jalen Hyde and the skills that, that, that he has. Okay, so maybe we got five. You would take Jalen Hyatt in the first round as the fifth receiver off the board? If I'm sitting there at 27, yes. Oh, oh, and now, I'm not moving up to, like, you know, 19 or 20 to take him. But if I'm, if I am sitting there at 27, I I think he is a first round talent. Are there any of these receivers you would trade up to get? So let, let's say same spot, same spots before, you know, early twenties, are you moving up six, seven, eight spots to get any of these receivers? You know, I've seen a lot of people moving up for Jordan Addison, but I felt like Buffalo's already had a Jordan Addison on their team, and that was uh, Robert Woods, right? I see a lot of the same. Who was great, who they should have kept. He didn't want to be here. But but I let me ask you this. If Buffalo kept Robert Woods, right, does Robert Woods turn into your number one receiver? I don't think so. I think Robert Woods is forever a number two. Yeah, I mean that sounds fair. You're even like a even a three sometimes, but right. I mean he's he's great at that. So, but I'm also looking for a guy that could potentially step in and be nine, my number one receiver in three years when you know Diggs is out. Four years. Okay. Whatever, I mean, right? well, you're saying that, but then the number one receiver prospect is Jackson Smith and Jiva, who's like almost a pure slot. Yeah, but he's okay. So was Tyreek Hill, right? You can say Tyreek Hill is pretty much a slot guy, right? Mm-hmm. They line him on the outside, on the outside. They put him in the slot. They move him around a lot. Yeah, I mean, you also it's like, well, Cooper Cup's like the best receiver in the league, and that that's kind of where, where he's running from. So it really just you just you just want amazing production, and you'll get him the ball. Period. And where was Josh Allen successful in years past with with guys like Cole Beasley? Short, short, open in the slot, right? I'm okay with them if they go and get a guy in the slot. You know, we talked about it on our podcast a few weeks ago. What do they do with Gabe Davis? What's the plan with Gabe Davis? Because you have one year left on the contract with Gabe. Are you bringing him back next year? Is that is that in the cards? It's going to be um, expensive. He's not going to be cheap, but I also feel like he hasn't proven himself to be a day-in, yeah. day-out number two receiver. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I just meant in terms of the, the market for receivers is is huge right now. So if he has a year similar to last year, that's enough for him to go on the market and, and get it paid. So, yeah, if he, if he let, you know, if he is similar to last year again as the number two, that's not good enough for what the Bills need. And then I'll still get him way more money than the Bills could possibly give him. And that's why I also feel like, you know, when you say things like that, I also feel like taking a wide receiver first round is not too far-fetched. No, I don't think – I mean, I think you could even possibly see trade involving Gabe Davis. I don't think – no. I feel like I'm not moving Gabe Davis. I don't care if I get DeAndre Hopkins or not. I am not moving Gabe Davis this year. 
you could you have one guy go down, right? Diggs goes down, Hopkins goes down, right? One of those two guys go down, you really don't have a a, a another wide receiver that could step in and be your number two guy on the outside. Okay, so even I mean, he's got one year left on his deal, then nothing. If the if the Cardinals say they're not doing this deal unless they get Gabe Davis back. I'm not moving Gabe Davis for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, okay. That's interesting. A, it's not going to open up enough cast space to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. And truthfully, True. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't want to be there. I feel like the Cardinals – aren't gaining a first round or, or, you know, or something grander than DeAndre Hopkins in this draft. It's going to be, Hey, we're going to give you something a little extra for you to take DeAndre Hopkins. Interesting. Okay. What about Jerry Judy? I mean, look, Jerry Judy, sure. Go, (laughs) I'll I'll take him any day, but I I would still take DeAndre Hopkins over Judy. Because I, 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 and my reasoning is, I can give a reason if, if you want to hear it, but my reasoning is where Josh Allen has seemed to struggle at times was, you know, balls to the outside, balls a little bit low, balls a little bit high. Not for nothing. We know that DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that can go up and get it. We know that personally as Bills fans. You know that. All right, Charlie. All right. You made you know, point. But I'm saying, you know, you, he, he's a guy who's got big hands. He can go up, he can get the ball, he can pluck it out of the air, he can pluck it out. You know, from below his knees, he's a guy that I think would be it, – it's him or nothing for me. That's the guy that's going to set this offense over the edge, but I'm also not getting rid of Gabe Davis in okay. any situation. All right, well, glad we had that talk. Okay. All right, so listen, we've gone 37 minutes in this podcast. We haven't really talked about linebacker yet. What the heck? I'm going to – so, again, we're going to pull up our, our handy draft guy here. This is not a great draft for linebackers, Okay. The top, the top two linebacker prospects on here at the Athletics Draft Profile, their grades on them, first slash second. Drew Sanders, Arkansas, mm-hmm. Trenton Simpson, Clemson. First slash second. The guy who's a very common Bills mock pick, Jack Campbell from Iowa, second round grade. ESPN has him as like the 52nd player in this draft. Is, you know, let's assume just for this discussion here, Drew Sanders, Trenton Simpson, their top two guys on the board are already picked. Are you spending 27th overall on Jack Campbell, trying to fill a need, trying to fill this hole? Or what's the plan? First of all, Jack Campbell sounds like such a Sean McDermott name. Just are you name surprised alone. he played at Iowa? No. Was he, didn't he, wasn't he a wrestler too? Oh, are you kidding me? Was he I a wrestler? Believe- I believe maybe he wasn't. Maybe I'm getting him confused with someone else. But I'm like, first of all, if he was a wrestler and played at Iowa, like that is a Sean McDermott, like, hello, sign me up. I am in love. Googly eyes, heart emojis, whatever you want. Like Sean McDermott would would would, would take that guy for for whatever he has. Um, but no, if both of them are gone, I don't know if I'm taking Jack Campbell at 27. I think at that point, if my goal is to to take a linebacker. I'd be willing to move down to early in the second round, pick up some draft picks, and take uh, take a chance at getting Jack Campbell um, later in the you know later in the draft, early second round. All right, just for what this is worth, his athletic draft profile: Jack Campbell is a three sport athlete. He played basketball and ran track and football, obviously. 
I, I was hoping that one was applied. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to spell it out for people. Um, look, I, I don't think that he's would hurt Buffalo anyway. I don't think that he's a first round pick though. Probably, I mean, he's probably but, gone when they come up in the second round. Let me. Yeah, I think absolutely he's gone by the time they come to the second round. I think the only way you're getting him is if you trade back. So let me ask you the same question, right? Jack Campbell is sitting there at 27. Are you taking him? I mean, you have you have clearly said for multiple weeks on this podcast that linebacker is the one position that concerns you the most. Yeah. So th- this is where it's difficult because we're not inside their heads. We don't know what kind of ranking they have on them. Um if if they think he's their guy and they like him and they, I mean, part of me thinks, you know, Brandon Bean does get a little antsy. If he thinks he's got his guy, mm-hmm. he's going to trade up two, three spots just to make sure he gets Campbell, you know? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, you know, the, the Bills have a need and you could, you know, it's, it's value to trade back. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you just need this whole field more than anything. So I think it would be real, real risky trading back and hoping to still get Campbell. I mean, it depends how far back you're going, obviously. If the Bills really felt he was good enough, just take him at 27. Like, don't don't get cute and try to, like, pick up some, some bullshit sixth-round pick, you know, late. Like, if he's your guy, just take him. And if, if he's if he's not, then then it gets a little weird. Um I, you know, they do they have some kind of really good intel that nobody else is is on them that high? I mean, I I definitely don't think he's still left when the Bills come up in the second round. And if he is, isn't that a little concerning to you that everyone else passed on him twice? I mean, I think if he's sitting there, right? I I don't know what every other team's need is for a linebacker, right? I don't know if anyone has a glaring need at linebacker like Buffalo does right now. Right, there's some teams out there that have other larger positions of need, like the Arizona Cardinals. Pretty need, pretty much need every position in the draft. Are the Cardinals not tanking this year? I mean, they tank every year as long as they're paying Kyler Murray what they're paying him. Um, I mean, Murray's out like half the year with this injury, right? Like they're well, not too be... busy playing Call of Duty and not practicing what he's got to practice. He's, or he's injured out in the gym. He's injured. It, it, so okay, I took. Linebacker question, right? You have Jack Campbell sitting there 27. Again, you have Drew Sanders and Trenton, Trent, Trenton Simpson gone. However, you have one of the defensive tackle prospects sitting there or even defensive end prospects sitting there, mm-hmm. which I have seen some people having Buffalo take a another first-round defensive end, which would be the most boring thing in the world for them to do. But you have one of the one of the top defensive tackle guys sitting there, right? And you know, obviously, I think Jalen Carter. I don't think I think we all know Jalen Carter is gone. Uh, Brian Brian Breesy gone. Uh, Kalijic Cancy is a guy who interests me a lot. He reminds me a lot of a guy like Aaron Donald. And Gee, where did he go to school, Charlie? <laughs> right. Well, exactly. But the dude, dude is strong. Did you see him at the bench press? Mm-mm. Dude is a nut. The guy's crazy. I think he'd fit in perfectly with the Bills' offense, especially he'd be a good guy to you know learn behind Ed Oliver or take that Ed Oliver role if he had to. Um, I mean, even Jervin De- 
Jervin Dexter Sr. is another guy. I know they have a second round grade on him here on the athletic, but he's a guy that, you know, if he's sitting there 27, I wouldn't hate them taking him at defensive tackle. Okay. I mean, the bill the Bills need guys with bellies at the defensive tackle position. <laughs> they don't have any any guys with big bellies. Jervin Dexter is 310 pounds. Sign me up. All day. Mm-hmm. All for it. I mean, uh, all right, so I'm throwing this out. It's just it's hard for me to to think about making a pick at 27 of a guy who doesn't even slot into your starting lineup right now. Right now, but you're trading at Oliver for DeAndre Hopkins. So <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, that's true. That could be in the back of their mind. I don't know. No. Um, I still think as long as we're on the subject of D-line, one of my, my hot draft takes was that they're, they're flipping AJ Epinesa for in a trade here on, on draft weekend. Guy had six and a half sacks last year. Can you convince someone to dream on that a little bit? I don't know. What are you he's, getting though for Epinesa though is the question. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's a, something that you throw into a trade. It gets, gets you over the edge, gets you your deal. I don't know. I don't hate it, but I also feel like then you got to address that defensive end position fairly early because, like we said before, you don't have a lot of guys under contract next season, and you don't have a lot of guys under contract this season. Although they did bring Shaq Lawson back. They made that that sign official. I think Shaq Lawson is technically an upgrade over AJ Epinesa, but I have been a big Shaq Lawson fan, as mm-hmm. you and the listeners know, mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah, it just gets tough because Vaughn's out half the year. So when everybody's back, you got Vaughn and you got Rousseau and then you got Basham and then you got Shaq. And like where where does you know, you got some other guys that you may maybe you like, maybe they develop. I don't know. Vaughn being out for a while does make it interesting to me where I could see them just wanting to stamp out with what they got, hold down the four until he's back. Hmm. Uh, but is it a position of need? Because he's not gonna be there. I don't know. Do you really want to trust Boogie Basham on the field starting week one? I don't know. If Buffalo was to move at Oliver and not address defensive tackle with one of the guys in you know at 27 or move back and draft one of those defensive tackles early in round two, but they find a way to move at Oliver for something, right? Whether it's a mid-round pick or something for next year, whatever it might be, right? We're going to assume in this situation at Oliver – is not a Buffalo Bill come start of the season. Are you comfortable with the Bills rolling out Jordan Phillips and Daquan Jones as their two defensive tackles? Uh, no, unless unless it means that they went so in on offense and they're just going to try to win every game 35-34. I don't know. Uh, that would be a concerning okay. – that would be a concern. I don't know how else to, okay. to talk about the defense. But, but listen – Sean McDermott's the defensive coordinator, you know, de facto here. They they go defense early in the draft almost they every go single defense time. every draft. Josh Allen has not really thrown to a first round player. Okay. It's like it's like the Aaron Rodgers joke you know, a little bit where you know he's only thrown, you know, to one first round player. And it was like the tight end from 10 years ago who just happened to roll through the Packers at one point. Josh Allen could use some help, but they never get it to him because Sean McDermott always wants players for his defense. I got to think they're addressing – they're going to address this defense, okay? I, I don't know how specifically. I don't know who they trade out. I don't know who they bring in. You know, you could 
a lot of people still like Ed Oliver, and they think you know once Vaughn's in the field with Oliver, Oliver's going to be a star, and they're going to end up extending Ed Oliver. I don't know. I, I just I don't know, but they need better play. Period. So I'm I'm a little bit worried how it goes until Von Miller gets back. I mean, right now isn't Boogie Basham a starting defensive end for you with Vaughn out? Yeah. Well, I think you rotate him and Shaq again. Oh, okay. One of them's got to well, no, end up in Esther, right? I think you you know those are your four uh, rotating. Uh, okay, do, do it. You got three guys who none of them are any good, or we haven't seen the. Do you think Ep- consistency? Let me ask you, okay, about Epinesa. You mentioned Epinesa. Could he just be? Could there's no other way to put it? Could he be a late bloomer? I mean, he could. I mean, he fell in the draft. I think we're we're seeing the reasons why he doesn't. You know, he Still added six and a half draft. sacks last year. He didn't look out of place at multiple times. Like he yeah, I mean, in, in a real limited role, though. You know, it's it's like like a relief pitcher who only had to pitch in the blowouts and then had a good ERA. It's like, well, he didn't face the good players when they were focusing them that much. Okay, okay. I I, I mean, if, I don't know anybody. Anybody could be. I mean, I don't know. We just haven't seen it yet. I have a name for you, Nick, at, at linebacker for Buffalo. Let's hear it. Bumper pool. That sounds like how I. That's like like two games into one. Like I play, yeah, you know, I would play bumper bowling, and then pool is like what I go do after bumper pool. Bumper pool is actually a game. Bumper. What does that mean? Like you can't, you can never scratch the cue ball because there's bumpers up. I would, I would. No, play you that have game. like the little bumper things in the middle, and you got to try to like hit the ball around the bumpers. It's a confusing freaking game. Oh, oh but it's actually okay. a game. I do. Okay, I can see. It. I By the way, I, d- I don't think Buffalo is going to take him. He is a uh, undrafted uh, has an undrafted grade here on on the athletic. However, like the name, figure I just throw it out there. Now, how many? Like every single year, there there's a some team, some reporter, some team does like an off season story on like wow, you know, the guys in this locker room mm-hmm. love ping pong. Or the coach took out ping pong because they're more serious now. You like what never, they tried to do. Like you they could tried never to do Miami take last out. Year. Yeah, you could never take out pump or pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, bring him in for a camp body, man. I'm all for it. Like maybe it'll be a special teams guy. Like hell, I, I like the move. Um, uh, uh, another position, Nick, I'm seeing some names thrown around at is cornerback. Uh, for the Bills? For the Bills. For Buffalo. In the in first, the first round. round? In the first round. We know they why? have. Let's talk about why. Dane Jackson was clearly not a starting caliber defensive back last year. You don't need him to be. You need him to be your number two. You got Kyrie Elam and Tredavis White. So Kyrie Elam was a guy that they didn't seem to have a lot of faith in at times last year. And Trey White did not look like Trey White of old till the last game of the year, and if okay, he still even yeah. has it, and always constantly talks about like he's going to retire. Uh, okay, listen, uh, no lies have been detected in this segment, but I think you have enough there. Where... To convince you that maybe defensive back at 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 no, in round one is listen, you have last year's first round pick and a former All Pro who was coming off injury last year. I think the Bills have to believe that those two are going to figure it out and then have have who they have at depth behind them um okay 
I I don't know. I mean, I could see I could see at some point in the draft, but first round, a guy who you hope doesn't start because you hope the other two guys come into like that. That's a weird thing to do. If you uh, to to me, that's weird. I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm going to give you the name of Emmanuel Forbes. Okay, that's the name I'm throwing out there for Buffalo. Um, let's talk about the other defensive back position at the safety position. Yeah. Okay. This is where I thought you were going to go with defensive. This back. is where. I, yes. Okay. So, so Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer could could both be gone next year. Taylor Rapp, you would lo- probably like to sign, but maybe you don't. Maybe he gets a huge offer. Maybe he plays great this year. Uh, Demar Hamlin is is cleared. Is he really? Do you really? trust him for anything he wasn't he wasn't super before he got injured i mean safety is is really like a you know safety and empty tackle you're both you know if you're looking at the long-term view you're like wow they need yeah figure out something there so on one hand i'm like maybe they still do end up just extending oliver um i mean do, do you think they kind of made the wrong choice on harrison phillips would he have given them what they needed here I don't know. We should I mean, have brought Harrison Phillips back. I can't believe they let him go. Okay, so maybe they're they're thinking, damn, we should we should have brought him back. We can't make the same mistake with Oliver. Let's just sign him so we have somebody. I mean, yeah, I I I would have liked to bring him back at some point. Um, oh man, safety is a position that really just interests me for Buffalo for multiple reasons. Kind of like what you said. You have one right now. You got. N- one guy under contract next season at safety, at least of starting caliber, and that's Jordan Poyer. Who could retire, who could be cut, who could be injured, who could be right big question mark. Is that a position you're jumping on in round one? I would if see a, the logic is what I'll say. Um, if the top I, guys are there, right? I think it has to be one of the two top guys. You either got to be looking at Brian Branch or Antonio Johnson really have to be your, your your two guys you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, we're talking we've been using the athletic here. Brian Branch is the only guy they have a first round grade on. He's he's a little bit smaller. He's 5'11. Doesn't not not incredibly fast. 5'4 or I'm sorry, 45840. It's fast. It's not not great. I mean, faster than me. That's everyone on, on the list, Charlie. <laughs> Maybe maybe I might be faster than like the defensive tackles. Charlie, listen, I want to see you get a stopwatch out. You post a video, do a, like find any high school football field nearby. You go run a forty, and we will put it against any anyone in, in the draft. Challenge accepted. I'm going to do that. Uh, maybe I'll do that at kickball on uh, on uh, uh, on Tuesday night. And I'll send you the video. <laughs> All right, yeah, we we need the video. We'll, we'll we'll queue it up so we get your exact time down to the hundredth of a second. And I'm trying to find like what position we think has the slowest, like a, a guard, a tackle, a D tackle. Like who's the slowest? We think. I mean, I would definitely say the guards, right? They're all in the fives. All right. All right, five. Okay, well, these are only the top prospects, but. Five point four six is the lowest I'm seeing so far. Which I'm telling you, that's not that slow by human standards. No. I mean, I think I run like a five three. <laughs> you trust yourself to not be wrong by a tenth of a second? 
<laughs> hey man, <laughs> tenth and second still would still technically be winning this argument that we're having. I I want this to happen now. This is great. This is hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna find somewhere and I'm gonna take my wife to the football field and say, "Stand here yeah. when I cross the line." All right, I, I, I see uh, five four eight on a guy out tackle that the athletic has an undrafted grade on from Baylor. So let's let's just put a flat number on. You. Let's see if you can beat five five. Okay. I'm I'm writing that down on my handy dandy note. Yeah, I, five, we're giving five. you a nice nice round number to to not no questions, right? Five five. Now, do I get two chances like the like they do at the combine, or am I on one chance, one and done chance here? Um, I mean, you're shooting the video yourself, so you can have all the chances you want. <laughs> uh, I think I think you'll be fine on, on one take. Okay, if I'm doing this, I'm going to do it the right way. I'm going to do it, you know, no, no, no lying, yeah, but, no cheating but the, here. Yeah, there's no false start. You just go whenever you're ready. Right. Charlie. Right. <laughs> there's a better chance of you pulling a hammy than you breaking 5-2. <laughs> hey, man, you know, stranger things have been done. I may be able to break 5. I'll break 5-5. Five, five. I have faith in me breaking 5-5. Five, five. Not before maybe or after five, kickball. Okay. Uh, oh, it's gotta be before. If it's after kickball, I'll be dead. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm like I'm like a speedster. Like, there's a reason why I lead off. They use my speed to get me on base, and you know. Now, now I'm leaving out the fact that I played with a bunch of forty-something year olds, and I'm the youngest guy by about, you know, six to ten years. But that's besides the point. Wow. Okay, we are getting real on the pod. All right, right. So listen, I think we've hit we've hit most positions here. You and one, I, yeah. One thing we forgot: there is one position that the Bills will not be drafting this year. Quarterback. Other, okay, two positions that they will not be drafting this year. Fullback. Kicker. Kicker. Right, that's where I was going next. Okay. Tyler Go Bass. Tyler Bass got paid. Tyler Bass got paid. Good for him. Straight Bass, homie. Yeah, he earned it. That's a good good extension. I'm happy for him. I think uh you know, he might be the the franchise kicker. I don't know if that's a a thing, but 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 if you think about where Bass came to almost being cut for Steven Hauschka, making the roster, I mean, the guy's been almost money, I'd say. You know, most of the time I feel like there's most situations where Buffalo trots him out there for a field goal that I'm very very confident if not 100% confident that he's going to make the kick. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but no, Buffalo will also not be taking a fullback. That is correct. All right, Charlie. So listen, we're about rounded up here. Give me one like way outside the box take that you think could could potentially be feasible for the Bills this week. I mean, I, I don't even wouldn't say it's outside the box at this point. I mean, I think it's just strictly them going in and, and trading Ed Oliver. I think Ed Oliver is the odd man out. I think his videos have shown it. I think – I don't even – did he show up for OTAs? Do you know? I didn't see um, – That's a good question. I know Diggs was not there. Listen, they're optional. I don't care that Diggs right. was, wasn't there. No, I don't care either. I know people are trying to make a big deal of it. I don't care either. Um, but I really think the move is that the Bills would be trading – at Oliver, and whether that's to move up, whether that's for a player, whether that's 
you know, for something, I think Ed Oliver is the odd man out, and I think Ed Oliver would be on the move this week. Are you want to go way outside the box, way, way, way outside the box? They trade one of their defense, one of their offensive tackles. One of I'm leaving Deion really? Dawkins on that list as well. You think, think you think though. they would trade their left tackle during the draft? I think if again you have to be getting, you know, one of these top tackles or the ability to get a tackle. But you said out, you said think about way outside the box. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Okay, but if I can get better at left tackle, because again, you know how I feel about Deion Dawkins on the spot. Yeah, I'm. I don't think Deion Dawkins has been great. I don't think Deion Dawkins has been the hype. I just think he's been a great. I love Buffalo. Buffalo loves me. Yay, go Bills, and I'm just a mediocre left tackle. I think he's in the top half of the league. Okay, sure, top half. I'd rather have Broderick Jones than, than uh, Deion Dawkins. Okay, that's a take. That's a take. All right, let's see. Um, Charlie, my, I was going to say that they don't make a, a first-round pick at all because they trade the pick totally. We've been talking DeAndre Hopkins here. Well, what what's a real trade for DeAndre Hopkins? The Bills are trading twenty seven at Oliver. I'm not moving first round picks for. I don't think you need to move a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Really? No, absolutely not. I, I think you're looking thought... at a third, maybe fourth round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Really? If and that could Bill... be straight up. I think you do third, fourth for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. That would be a steal. Then I mean, I, how how are they fitting him in without? I, you're saying Oliver's in this trade? No, that's just how, oh. How are they fitting him in under the cap then? I, I so for, again, from what I have heard and read, he is willing to renegotiate a contract to help him fit mm-hmm. under the cap with another team. Okay, maybe that's something that they agree to a restructure and trade type of deal, something like that. So while he is traded, he had, he fits under the cap for Buffalo at that point. Um, but I, to me, I'm not I am not giving up more to take DeAndre Hopkins off the hands of the Cardinals, where he clearly does not want to be, and has made that clear that he doesn't want to be with the Cardinals. Interesting. And okay. And don't get that twisted with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Aaron Rodgers, we know he doesn't, he doesn't want to be with, with the Packers. However, Aaron Rodgers is a franchise Hall of Famer, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame player. DeAndre Hopkins may be a Hall of Famer. Sure, he's all pro, but I don't know if he's Hall of Fame level yet. I don't know if he's earned enough to be there. And I don't know if I'm giving up, you know, a first round or a second round pick or, you know, a top player for DeAndre Hopkins. Interesting. I think, I mean, I guess, I guess that comes with the assumption that things are much worse between the Cardinals and Hopkins than I'm assuming that they are. Hey man, uh, did you see Vaughn on Pat McAfee this week? I did. And I would point out Vaughn's uh, recruiting prowess has been a little bit overstated. I would say that too. I think well, who he had like three people who were signed with Buffalo last year. They all signed elsewhere. Yeah, OBJ. How'd that work out? Exactly. No, perfect, perfect place. Um, 
What about anything crazy, Nick? I mean, again, you're talking to DeAndre Hopkins here. Do you have an well, idea in mind? Apparently what I said was was crazy. Uh, listen, I think Jerry Judy is possible. I don't know. I'd move a first-round pick for Jerry Judy. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if it's unlikely for the Bills, but I think it's more likely that Denver moves them. Um, and then you're kind of just, just looking around the league, like what teams – are having issues with people or what teams are projecting to have an issue that you might be able to, you know, somebody that we didn't think was available. Um, I'm looking at Tampa. What, you know, what are they doing? Do they have a plan? Do they have a quarterback? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Like, like what are they, are they trying to get out of there? They're both really expensive. I don't know how that would work exactly. But if you're, you're like, you're looking for a team with like players who don't, fit the current direction of the team. Um, so I'm thinking there, I'm thinking this, this is like so ridiculous. This would, would not happen, but just think about in your head right now, think about the Minnesota Vikings. What's going on with Kirk cousins. What direction is that team going? Dalvin cook seems like he's on the way out and wait, wait, wait. They, Justin Jefferson's like, the number one guy you would want to have on your team in the NFL. Does he really want to be on that team? Does he know who the quarterback is? Does he want to resign with Kirk? Is he sticking around for a rookie? Like if I would give, you would give anything. I would give the Ricky Williams treatment to (laughs) have Justin Jefferson as my number two receiver. Okay. Okay. I mean, this, this is where let's get nuts here. Like, 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 tell, like, put yourself in Justin Jefferson's shoes. Do you want to sign an extension with the Vikings? Yes or no? No. Okay. So if you're the Vikings then, and you know, you're not going to get him to extend, you could franchise tag him, which is what they probably should do. Cause he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's almost like, you could, you could say we would listen to like an unbelievable offer. I mean, I would think it would take, multiple firsts that you think would be high first because you're looking for that quarterback. You're looking for, you know, an insane return. I don't think the Bills really have the juice to get it done, at least with players that they would move. Um, but if you're just looking for something, something nutty, you're, you know, you're trying to like forecast down the road, who's, who's maybe unhappy what, like what team is going the wrong direction for the star players they have on it. Um, I mean, you ask for something nuts, there's something nuts. I have a trade option for you in that situation. Are you tell me yes or no. Buffalo's first this year. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. In a first next year. Uh, yeah, I would. If the Vikings would accept that, I would. I would do that. Do you think that's enough though, or do you think you had to throw in like a? fifth round pick to make the number no i mean i mean i think it's not enough because if you're the vikings nothing in there gets you a franchise quarterback and it like that's really where the issue comes. first round picks from the bills though like what i mean what other top team is going to offer you multiple first round picks at this point because they also need franchise quarterbacks I mean, anybody, because Justin Jefferson's amazing. If you're the Vikings, that's what, you, that's what you hold out for. You say, listen, I don't care, Bills. You go call somebody else who sucks and get there first from them. And then, like, get. if you're the Vikings, you don't, you don't, you can't lose this player without getting a, your quarterback back because 
He's amazing. You had the franchise tag. He's worth, even if you double franchise tagged him, he's worth all of that. So could he hold like out? His- could it get ugly? Yeah. But I don't know. If you maybe they they want to be super proactive. They want to get like the return would have to be blowing the Vikings out of the water. I didn't have to think that long before I said yes about a massive Bills deal. To me, that means that's not enough for the Vikings. And I don't see how they get their quarterback from that, which I don't, you know, are they looking for a team with a more established quarterback who would trade their quarterback? Are they looking just for the draft pick to try to get somebody? I don't know. But if, if you have a rookie quarterback, who more would you want to have on the team than Justin Jefferson? So I, I don't really, I don't, I don't know where that's going. Uh, I, you know, I mentioned Devin Cook, like just uh, you know, on the offhand because he's a former star player who's like probably on the way out there. Way more likely that he signs with the Bills and they have the brotherhood. Way more likely the Bills uh, get Trayvon Diggs and have that brotherhood on the team. Uh, Justin Jefferson, it would be a cool like full circle of the Diggs trade coming back, but I, I, I just don't think the Bills have enough to make that happen. Okay, let me give you a name. Just a team name. You're talking about Justin Jefferson. And I know we're way off of, you know, way out there. There's a team that has two first-round picks in the Seattle Seahawks that don't necessarily need to draft the quarterback this year in the first round. They have mm-hmm. their quarterback. They just signed them to a deal. Mm-hmm. You have your starting quarterback in Geno Smith for at least another two years. Mm-hmm. You the say, C- hey, give you both our first-round picks this year, which one of which – is number five, which is a great spot to go and draft the franchise quarterback. The other of which is number 20, which, um, you know, allows you to draft something there, you know, maybe another wide receiver if you want, plus maybe a first round pick next year. Like, all right. So the thing with the Seahawks, they they already have Metcalf and Lockett under contract. So is, are they having all three of those guys in the field? One of those guys probably has to go back in the trade. If you're the Vikings, why would you not ask for one of those guys back? I don't think I'd move one of those guys back. I think if I was Seattle in that situation, I'm looking to move one of those guys somewhere else and get back into the first round. I mean, you know, man, call, let's, let's call a team like, like Buffalo. Perfect example. Say, hey, yeah, Tyler Lockett's on on trade block. You know, give us 27 Tyler Lockett. I would take that. That would. I can't see the Seahawks doing that, but yeah, that'd be a great trade. He's expensive, but uh, he's he's very very good. Yeah, that's just the one place that, you know, just looking real quickly at the draft board, if that move was to happen, that's the team to me. They're not going to move him to Detroit in the division. And the only other team really outside the division, uh, I don't see Philly doing it because they don't need another wide receiver there unless they're going to plan on moving one of their two, which, again, they'd be dumb to. The only other team that's kind of up and coming right now with multiple first-round picks this year specifically is the CLC Hawks. That's just kind of something that I I thought of. Um, Nick, do you want to give me, I I, I want, I want two picks from you. Mm -hmm. If you can, I want Buffalo's first pick. Let's just say whether it's, they stay in the first round, whether they move back, whatever they decide to do. I want you to give me the logical answer for that first pick. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to give me your hopeful answer for that first pick. All right. Uh, logical. They have a huge need for linebacker and they could draft a linebacker. 
So Jack Campbell slash if one of the other two guys doesn't get picked, um, that that's pure logic. It's almost to me like too too simple. Um, a guy who would be the the most the most fun thing to happen, uh, it's receiver. Why not? Uh, so I'm thinking uh, Zay Flowers or Johnston. If one of those two is still left, um, I, why not? At 27, he'd probably be the fourth receiver off the board. Uh, that sounds that sounds good to me. Sounds fun. Sounds interesting. I I do like I want Khalil Shakir to like be a thing, but um, I just. You just want them to be to be better, um, and off outside, you know, sleeper first round pick, right tackle. I don't know who. I don't have a name for it. Just somebody at right tackle. It's funny you say that because the right tackle position, you know, obviously if they stay at twenty seven, is a position that I kind of see them going as well. That and, and we forgot to really mention that, but Darnell Wright is really the guy that I feel like they stay at twenty seven. That's who they're taking at right tackle. It's going to be Darnell Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, you know, I can also see linebacker. I agree with you on the Jack Campbell thing, um, but you know, you really want to go outside the box, Nick. It's it's finding a way to make a move and move up the board for uh, Bijan Robinson. <laughs> I mean, uh, you you want a, You want a crazy answer? That that is okay. your crazy answer. You're not because they're not going to go up and they're not going to move up the board to go draft a quarterback. No, I mean it just it just would take so much to get up there. Like twenty seven is not that valuable of a pick. Um, they would have to include a lot, and I just I don't think Brandon Bean would want to do that, knowing that they only have six picks as it is. Uh, I would say like you know trade up, trade back. Like trade back is, I mean maybe I should have said that for one one of my like I could absolutely see the Bills trading back and having a super boring night. I could I could see us all staying up to watch pick twenty seven. Buffalo gets on the board, trade it back to the second round, and us everyone all the Bills mafia getting pissed because they stayed up till eleven o'clock to get to pick twenty seven, and the Bills don't pick. That's truth. In in all honesty, that's where I see the draft going. I see them moving back. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they only have six picks. They got to find a way to obtain more picks. That's where I see them going. All right, Charlie, I'm giving you, you know, one of those draft ads came true. You got a ten dollar free bet. Give me your free bet. On who Buffalo takes at 27? Yep. Again, I say they move back, but if if I'm staying at well, 27. I mean, yeah, you can you can say that. If that's what you want. That was what I was going to say. It's, it's trade back. Yeah, trade trade back is the answer. That is okay. the only logical answer that 27 is trade back. Okay, so we're getting our free bet, and we're telling you you're going to have a Boring, frustrating Thursday night because they're trading. Stay up till 11 o'clock to pick 27, and then everyone's going to go to bed pissed. Yeah, listen, like you weren't going to be watching anyway. Come on. Exactly. Um, but if they stay at 27, Jalen Hyatt, there's my guy. Okay. Sign me up all day. All right. Hey, that is uh, – I think that's going to do it here. Anything else you want to mention in, in Bill's world? Um, There was something. Oh, we forgot to mention this, and I think this is the biggest news. If it's what I think you're talking about, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. (laughs) I ain't talking about that. You don't want to talk about... All I'm saying is Josh Allen said that he is, quote... uh, That's not what I'm talking about. He he is more focused on football now than ever before, and that's all we're talking about. That's not what I was going to talk about. 
Oh, okay. Big, there's bigger news than that, Nick, and I think you, you, get, know, you gave you gave this smile. You know, the listeners are not going <laughs> to see the, the, this this big smile you just gave me. That's what I thought no, you were talking about. No, no, because because I think that this is very happy news, and I think it's something that we failed to mention on the podcast early on. Oh, and go for it. And that is Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Oh, that's great news. Medically cleared, come back to play in the NFL after dying in front of the entire country on the football field, entire world on Monday Night Football. And yeah, I said that it's like a, by three doctors. I said that like as a throwaway in the safety section. Like, yeah, he's cleared. He could come back. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, it, it's so funny. Like knowing how how I don't know. You see, you see the interest on social media, and like a bunch of people are like retweeting that news. But uh, the interest in Demar Hamlin seems to have kind of died out a little bit. So I guess that's good. He just wants to be a normal guy again. I'm sure he wants to beyond the football field and mm-hmm. that's like you know all these all these all the non-football people when it happened like was this guy good and i'm like well not you really know, no people ask me that too like was he a good player i'm like he wasn't great but like i thought he was doing fine in his position yeah for you like know. a mid-round draft pick like he was just just trying to get some more playing time he's like everybody right. else you know not a star no he wasn't a star i mean he wasn't going to go to a pro bowl but i think he he was a fine death player for the Buffalo Bills and stepped in in a weird season where both their safeties were out hurt and he had to step in and, and take on a larger role than what I think anyone expected him to really do. And he did that, and he played well for most of the year in that role, taking over for Micah Hyde. And I do think that you know, if Buffalo decides to bring him back next year, I'm not against it. If, if he comes out this year and he can play football oh, and still yeah, play at a high absolutely. level, and Buffalo wants to offer him a lifetime contract with the Buffalo Bills. I'm okay with it. Even if he if he can't play at a high level and he's just like a last guy active who only plays right. on specials, like that dude is an amazing story. Maybe he'd rather sign with the Steelers and be closer to home. Like whatever. Totally like team Demar forever. Like whatever he wants, yeah. oh, go absolutely. do that. Be happy. Like live your life. Just to, the comeback player of the year award. I used to think they should rename it for Alex Smith. They should rename it for Demar. Okay, they shouldn't even have the award. It's the friggin' Demar Hamlet Award. At this point. I mean, there, there's no, there's no way that anyone could top the comeback player of the year award. I mean, not for not, not to make jokes here, but like no one really came back from the dead other than him. <laughs> like Demar like, and Jesus comeback. are not like in the same category. Here. <laughs> no, but but I mean that is the ultimate comeback, right? Like. What I mean, back he, had, he had amazing doctors. I don't. I mean, something similar happened to Chris Pronger, right? Yeah. I. I mean, look, man, it's it's a great story. I'm excited to see what his journey looks like throughout the year this year. You know, and I. I don't think the Buffalo Bills, no matter what happens, I don't think they cut him at any point. I think he's on the roster. Yeah. No matter what, next year. I mean, I could see him being like pup, like he's you know he's working back, but he's just not there yet. Like right. Physically. Maybe he. He was taking part in all the uh, all the drills that look like at you know at least from the videos yeah, that I saw. Is, online. Okay, this is like glorified stretching. You're still jogging a little bit, man. That takes a little bit of work to the heart. And, yeah, you know, jogging a little like bit and being an NFL player are different. Let me ask you, Nick. If you were to jog from your front yard to your backyard, would you be out of breath? No, but my house ain't that big. <laughs> 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 Good comeback. Okay, from from your house to the corner of the street, would you be out of breath? No, it's not that far. <laughs> okay, okay, I probably would be. 
but hey, I'm running. But, I'm but running you're out. you're breaking five four. Okay, <laughs> uh, five five. Let's five, not. Oh, that's mix right. Numbers here. Right. I'm breaking uh, five five. You're gonna be. They're gonna be like like double over kickball. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Man? <laughs> for five seconds. Like that guy just ran a five four. Watch out for him. Um, but no, man. I look. I think no matter what happens, you know, it's a great story. It was a, a great press conference. Um, great to see him back, and I think that's something that we definitely had to mention before we before we locked off tonight. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it's Demar Hamlin. So yeah. All right, hey Charlie, I look forward to the text from your wife on Tuesday saying, "Where did media care?" <laughs> <laughs> my my wife is a. I need to get her to listen to the podcast. <laughs> she, is, she's not. A, this is this is eighty minutes of talk she does not care about. No, no, but if we were talking Bravo and you know, everyone talk real housewives, she is a uh a fan and she would come on and talk your ear off about any Bravo show that you want. So if we ever change the podcast to the to the real house husbands of football or something, I don't know. She would she'd be a great guest. Nick, quick shout out to the uh to the sponsor, sir. Hey, Ethos Performance Rehab. You know him, you love him, you listen to the podcast. We talk up Ethos Performance Rehab. Listen, baseball season is is coming, is upon us. Softball season, you want to get that swing right. Your back's not feeling so good. Your shoulder, you have some impingement going on. It just hurts a little bit when you throw. All right, it is time to get into Ethos Performance Rehab, okay? You don't have to be coming out of surgery to go to physical therapy. This is about feeling better. It's about performing better. It's about feeling better the next morning when you roll out of bed. Ethos Performance Rehab, they know what's wrong. They know how to fix it. I'm telling you, like, incredible stuff. Every time I go there, Dr. Matt, Dr. Zach, look them up. Tell them the process sent you. Can't recommend them enough. I'm going to need to call Ethos after I run my Yeah, hey, maybe you try to, like, do a stunt running a 40-yard dash and you pull something. (laughs) Like, I'm not judging. I, I, I do have Dr. Matt on on uh he's on retainer. Exactly. Exactly. When I need him, Dr. Matt is there. Um call ethos for all your needs. Uh anyway, appreciate everyone tuning in. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica on Facebook at by Nick Veronica. You can find me on Twitter at Chowit68. And most importantly, find the process podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And most importantly, folks, remember to always trust the process.